10, 9, ignition sequence start, 6. Hello, and welcome to Rocket Fuel, your daily update of everything that's happening in the Rocket Pool community. My name is Wack, today is February 16th, and we are going to get started here with some really cool news from Hani Abu. So those of you who might know, Hani Abu is a really active Ethereum community member in like ETH Finance and sometimes in, in the Rocket Pool Discord. Well, uh, he is the person maintaining and working with a lot of client diversity stuff and he works on the clientdiversity.org website. So he had this update today that was really exciting and he said client diversity was updated with the latest Lido Q4 data from supermajority info this brought guest dominance down from 72 percent to 69 percent however due to low network coverage the lower get death the lower guest dominance goes the less accurate it is uh, how should i proceed and he says details and replies says keep it as it is with a warning assume unknown equals guest and see the results so I, I chose keep it as it is with a warning but then he kind of explains the results here he says i can get the data um as it is with the additional warning similar to this and then there's a link to the warning and then he says i can change the data to assume an additional six percent has the same distribution as reported value to rep reported values to represent solo stakers and assume the remaining unknown is geth he said if you have any other ideas i'm all ears just trying to make it the best out of what we have until there's more reliable data so then people are kind of giving advice on what to do but um the charts look fantastic like in all honesty, I know that you know we shouldn't be resting um, until we know for sure that you know this is this is an issue that's kind of behind us, um, and you know we we shouldn't rest until basically the execution client side looks kind of like what the the consensus client side looks like over here. Like you know with Prism being at thirty nine percent or thirty eight percent, Lighthouse thirty three percent, Teku nineteen percent, Nimbus nine percent, Lodestar one percent. So geth at the moment is 69%. Of course, you know, the super majority number is 66%. So it's very, um, it's going to um, hopefully go down soon. Um, and that, you know, would be absolutely fantastic if it went down to below 66%, because it means that the risk of um, a bug being introduced into geth and like, you know, forking the chain um, goes down a lot. Of course, you know, we'll have finalization issues until geth comes back if it was to get a bug and we're below 66% right now you know according to the numbers we're still at the point where you would get um you know a super majority bug which would which would split the chain and lead to very very bad things but i'm hoping that you know with coinbase if they switch their 15 percent from geth you know to bisu for example then bisu would go to 30 percent geth would go down to 55 percent and that would be much much healthier um ideally you know we can get all of them down to uh, below 33% and that would be the best because if there was a bug in any of the clients it wouldn't even impact finality which which is of course what we want so here you know we've got Aragon on 2% we have Reth the new client that is not really like got any market penetration yet but hopefully you know in the next year or so that will take away some um some market share as well and uh, we will be you know sitting really comfortably with the execution client distribution looking very much like the consensus client distribution instead of what it looks like at the moment on definitely not what it looked like you know a few months ago with geth being around 90 percent or you know above 85 percent so this is a huge like milestone well not quite yet once we get below 66 percent you know that that'll be a huge milestone 
I've been told not to say this, but I can't quite help myself. I think that we are below 66% now. Um, it's just like some of the data hasn't been reported accurately and like we don't have the full information. Um, like, you know, just as it says, you know, data provided by Supermajority Info, updated manually, data may not be 100% accurate, read more. I think there's there'll be a chunk of people who have already moved to Geth who haven't reported it yet. And hopefully, you know, we're already below 66%. However, you know, we've got to keep um, fighting this fight until we know for sure that Geth is, you know, not only below 66%, but hopefully, uh, you know, down to like Prism-like or Lighthouse-like numbers. That would be, that would be really, really amazing. Okay, um, I'm going to start today's episode with like some sad rocket pool news. So um, about just over a month ago, we got a, one of our community members came in to support asking for help, um, saying that um, this person was the widow of a node operator with rocket pool and the, the husband passed away and um, she needed help and she didn't know what to do. She said, I know how common scammers are when it comes to the crypto world. So I've hesitated seeking out the help that I need, but I've let it sit too long and now it's causing me anxiety. He had his toe dipped in a lot of things, rocket pool being one of them. The thing is, I don't know enough to comprehend what that entails, which also means I don't even know what questions I should be asking help. Signed an overwhelmed, um, a nerd, signed overwhelmed or a nerd's widow. So um, this kind of really got the whole community kind of talking about, um, you know, what to do if, if, if you die, basically, right? Like, you know, a whole bunch of people who are watching Rocket Fuel right now are node operators. I myself am a node operator. And, you know, if, if the worst was to happen, um, do, do, do your loved ones know what to do with, with your crypto? Like, you know, having one validator is still tens of thousands of dollars, like nearly $20,000, right, for Rocket if you have a eight, eight ETH, ETH uh, mini pool um, that's nearly $20,000 like do your loved ones know how to get that money if if the worst was to happen to you like how many people know about it and there's a lot of questions you know about like how many people should you tell before it becomes a security issue like you know upset stuff and I think um, this this was really getting a lot of people to kind of question um, their crypto holdings like not you know whether they should hold crypto or not but like how they should hold them and whether they should have contingency plans and whether they should have you know people knowing about it or details written down on what to do if if you know the worst was to happen um and yeah um we finally got some resolution to this story uh, yesterday from patches saying uh, update on the node operator who passed away. His wife managed to finalize the mini pool, claim the Merkle rewards, and withdraw the full RPL stake to the withdrawal address today. And that was progress. So this was really wonderful to see that, you know, the, the person's widow was able to get control of um, the validator, get control of the, the crypto that was on the validator. And now, you know, she has a choice. Like, it's up to her whether she wants to hold it, sell it, wait to get, um, you know, permission if there's any kind of a will or any kind of um, estate stuff going on or whatever but um the fact that you know she came to the rocket pool discord and had someone amazing like patches who was able to help her and other people who helped her as well um like it was really wonderful that you know she was able to reclaim her crypto and get a uh, control of of what she needed so this was a really really positive story and like really a lovely ending to like such a heartbreaking story um the details you know are were really saddening like really really saddening i remember when she first came into discord like a whole bunch of us were kind of talking about it uh, for a few days uh just about how sad the situation was and i didn't really want to cover it on the show at the time because 
um, even though I feel like it's a valuable message, like I didn't want to, um, you know, say these words until we had some clarity in the situation. And also there was a little bit more distance, I guess, from the situation. So um, it's, it's really good to reflect on that, this whole situation. And I think the main takeaway from this is that, um, from this is that you know we we should make it clear to our loved ones like where we have where we have our crypto what we're doing with our crypto and um there's also that you know there are amazing people in this community who we can kind of rely on um which i know is kind of like you know the opposite of the crypto like you know don't trust anyone kind of values but i really feel like the rocky Pool community has like amazing people in it like patches like Superphase, like others, like who have, you know, stepped up in these situations where people have needed help. Like the reason why I mentioned those two is my wife knows to contact those two if anything happens to me. So, um, yeah, but, um, I think that, you know, um, we should all, all be aware that this is possible and that, that like we, we need to, we need to have a plan in place that will help will help uh, the people who we love the most if the worst was to happen like you know know where the private keys are know what uh, like node setup looks like where the machine is all that kind of stuff i think um as much as it as much as it might like you know lead to a conversation where you know your partner's eyes are glazing over and they're not paying attention like just being aware of those very simple things could potentially um save you know thousands potentially th hundreds of thousands of dollars from not being lost Okay, next we got this update. So, and um, events DAO bot uh, command, like a uh, Rocket Watch bot, sorry, posted this um, posted this uh, transaction that happened. And you know, we talked in yesterday's episode about how the team's um, funding payment was approved, and it was um, done, you know, via the the snapshot vote. And now that amount has been taken out from the the treasury, and it has gone to the team. So. Here we have this update saying, you know, 49,420 RPL from the treasury was sent to uh, Rocket Pool Oracle DAO Rewards Wallet 1. So this, this happened yesterday. So congrats to the team for getting paid. So good stuff. Um, that's uh, really nice to see that that happened. Uh, that happened there. Okay. Um, a couple of people had, um, we're going to talk just for a couple of minutes about the Starknet airdrop and what about some, some of the issues that were happening with there. So um, yesterday there was this talk about, you know, the, the Starknet update and there were being some holes in the, in the list of validators and people's nodes that they had were included and not included in the airdrop list. So um, Jasper had this update yesterday saying that Val is working on this. And everybody should give Val major thanks for the solid work he's doing in gather, uh, gathering all the information. So this was the um, the comment that Jasper was replying to. Uh, Meg was saying, Rocket Pool team or someone should do a pull request with all the node operator addresses. It could be helpful for future airdrops. And uh, maybe someone can get a grant for this, Jasper, or just um, tell for that node operator um, to use this. So yeah, Val, Val is already working on that. So um People then said thank you to Val for that. Of course, um, you know, this airdrop is proving quite controversial and it seems like people are really still um, still kind of like um, arguing over how good an airdrop it was in terms of its distribution. So here, uh, Metanol was talking about how, uh, you know, Rocket Pool node operators wouldn't uh, be node operators if it wasn't for our ETH holders. So our ETH holders should be getting some kind of airdrop as well, not just uh, people who are node operators. And then Val responded by saying, you know, it's up to them to, to literally they can choose however they want to do it. And um they they can they can pick, you know, they can pick whatever criteria they want. And um 
and um here the metano was saying is bro he's like kind of saying the stock and saying strangely this protocol have this bro we are not operators we run this thing um stakers are just some losers that try to get incentives over over us mindset which is indeed toxic toxic and ignorant so basically saying that um rocket pool you know node operators have this superiority complex maybe um but there was a, there was an interesting discussion that kind of went back and forth um it says they've been provided with a list of our ETH stakers at the time with the amount our ETH staked and its eth value they can do as they wish they define the definition not you and i so basically um you know the people at stock that were given given a list of people who had purchased our ETH, and there was a snapshot taken at the time of the merge with all the wallets that contained our ETH and all the amounts of our ETH that they had in there so if it turns out that um these these people are due an airdrop then that's up to Starknet to decide and i think we should have clarity in the next couple of days maybe over the weekend about what's going on or maybe by monday actually about what's going to happen with this airdrop and um, how people are going to be able to get it and what they'll be able to do with it so um this this discussion i think is going to be is going to carry on going like even like anthony sasano has been giving coverage about you know some of the criticisms of this airdrop even on today's bankless weekly roll-up it got some criticisms as well but um there's there's definitely i think um other protocols should look at and learn some of the lessons from starknet here about how to do a slightly better airdrop going forward okay next we've got some interesting news here from vaca so as you know vaca is the treasurer of the pdao and as he was trying to balance the books he thought he saw that there was something wrong so he says i was expecting 9031.99 rpl for the imc and 37 sorry 3703.12 rpl for the gmc so i went back to see if i was missing anything it turns out we almost also missed the last rewards allocation upwards from 24.1% to 25.2% for the PDAO. This would have affected both the current period and the last one. We can't fix this retroactively as the rewards are already sent to the ODAO, but we could increase the next update to compensate. Not sure if this would need any kind of Valdorf. So he says, you know, that um, on uh, November 23rd, they got 24.1% and this was good. Um, on um, December 12th, they got so December 21st, they got 24.1% and this was right. He says on um, January 18th, they were supposed to get 25.2%, but they actually got 24.1%, uh, which means they're missing um, 819 RPL. And then on um, February 15th, they're supposed to get 25.2% as well, but instead it just got 24.1%. Again, this time missing 822 RPL. So, um, you know, the, the PDAO is a little, a little bit short on RPL and money was given to the ODAO that shouldn't have been. So Vaka says we could fix this by updating the allocation to 27.39% uh, um, instead of 26.3% for the next two periods following the schedule updates afterwards. Next update would be to 27.4%. Uh, he says we could just go straight to 24% for the next period and that would end up in donating um 17.19 rpl to the pdao from the ODAO's rewards and val says i like the second option it's easy and the error is less than one rpl per ODAO seat i'm going to float it in the ODAO chat now i um, dig the rough math of that would be exact match if supply wasn't increasing the numbers seem ballpark reasonable and then valdov says if the ODAO is cool with it and the pdao ends up trivially ahead i see little reason to complicate math this further so I think that'll be a nice little resolution to potentially the 
uh, ODAO, sorry, the PDAO ending up with 17 RPL more than it <laughs> than it technically deserves. But I think that that's the best way forward. I agree with Val on that. Okay, next we've got some GMC news here. So Shifrin put out these uh, couple of tweets about uh, some payments that went out from the GMC yesterday. So he says the GMC set a record for the most payout transfers to applicants in a single month back in August with 39 transactions attributable attributable to the removal of the retro cap. This month the GMC surpassed that figure with a total of 57 transfers. And then there's a link to the payments. And Chiffrin uh, said some notable transfers include the Denver Liftoff Conference received nearly 800 RPL. So seven members were paid for their rapid research submissions. They got a total of 258 RPL. The Rocket Pool University was paid 300 RPL. And 25 committee members were paid for executing transactions in 2023. So that was a really nice update from Shifrin. Thank you, Shifrin, for sharing that. Again, we have another um, GMC update here, and this is kind of related to GMC, like with the bounty work. So Long for Wisdom here says, I'm happy to announce that version one of the bounty board can now be considered functional and functionally complete. It's been forked to the GMC GitHub um, and is now hosted on rocketpoolbountyboard.com. I'll be around to maintain fix, uh, maintain it, fix any issues that arise and respond to any feedback from you all. Feel free to link it around the community if anyone expresses interest in bounty work. At this stage, I would not recommend pushing it too hard outside of the community. There's still some items that would be good to compete before it's shared more widely so we can get the maximum impact. This is process work and he gives an example like information about that. And then with some outstanding items about like incentives for our pips, bounty definition reviews, bounty solicitations and marketing. And then there were some dropped items as well around informational RPIPs and says getting involved. My work on this is um, starting to reach wrap up phase. There are two huge ways you can help make it a success in a way that I can't manage it on my own. This is proposed bounties, go on, you know, put bounties to the, to the GMC and then also marketing as well. So, um, the question was like who who owns the domain and it's Shifrin who owns the domain he says i'm happy to transfer it to some sort of shared access based on what others advise right now the gmc GitHub organization's administrative privileges are shared between Shifrin, joe and dondo so there's some information there as well so we've already talked about this on rocket fuel like a few times before but um let's just have another quick look at it right now you know it's it's got the 12 open bounties on um on the GMC that you know we're willing to pay a fund right now and it's got information about like a quick look at what the bounty is and how much money is available for it and um yeah like what like a link to get the whole details there's a filtering service on the left there's even like FAQs and stuff that you can click to with other pages uh that have some you know common questions um but um then there's news as well like what what's been updated and what's going on with the with the whole project so, you know, this is a really nice, um, really nice uh, update here from Long for Wisdom. So thank you for that. And, um, and it's looking really good. So good stuff. Okay, next we've got a couple more client updates as clients are getting ready for Dencoon. So on mainnet, you know, it's going to be here in like three weeks, four weeks time, potentially. We're going to talk about that end, at the end. But here we have an update from Nethermind. So they are up to version 1.25.4. And it says, you know, warning this release is mandatory upgrade for all node operating on the Ethereum mainnet and Gnosis. Please update your nodes to this version to ensure correct node functionality. And then it says that this will help you get to Dencoon hard fork. Um, we also have another update here from Teku, and this is version 24.2.0. And um, there's just letting you know as well that this is 
um, let it get, getting you ready for Denkun. But it's also saying that this will require 50 gigabytes extra storage for blobs for mainnet and 35 gigabytes if you're using a Gnosis chain. But theoretically, Bob storage requirements go up to 100 gigabytes, um, could go up to 100 gigabytes. This extra storage will not grow above this limit over time because, of course, blobs will expire every 18 days. So um, that is... Um, you're going to get, be getting more and more of these updates as well from the, in the coming days. So um, I'll let you know as we get these updates. And of course, you know, we can expect a couple of versions of the Smart Note stack to be released between now and uh, the Denkun hard fork. Okay, we covered Thomas's node operation yesterday. And, um, you know, we kind of left it with Thomas having gotten, gotten it back up and saying that he got his Beacon Chain um, website, like, um, all set up properly. However, uh, sadly, yesterday, here, uh, Waldorf replied by saying that your node is down again, and uh, he says it should be running through his fallback now while the primary is resyncing. Um, but it looks like there's some issues there, and um, he says maybe you should go on to the rescue node because it's clear that you're having some issues. And then Thomas said, I just tried to switch to it, but um, it looks like he was getting rate limited because there's over a thousand validators on his node, of course. Um, and um, yeah, that's not looking good. And Patchy says, you're getting rate limited by your ETH1 client. This will impact the rescue node functionality though. It says Thomas's size bumps up the metrics. So as you can see, it's kind of been gliding at like a hundred validators for the whole day. And then it went up to like <laughs> nearly 13, more than 1300. So on Nimbus, you know, it was 1277. <laughs> so um, uh, Patches was saying that, I see that you are testing through the rescue node. So um yeah, I think um, I'll, um, Thomas finished by saying the GMC will be getting a nice donation soon. So that's nice that Thomas will be paying uh, paying the, the GMC some money just as a way of saying thanks for all the help. But the um, Waldorf post is mean. Look at me, Thomas. I'm the big engine now. <laughs> saying that Patches is because Patches is the one running it. So it's really, it's really cool. So um, I'm glad that Thomas hopefully, you know, will be up and running soon um, for his own sake because he's losing a whole lot of ETH um, every day that he's down. Okay. Um, this here, and this next update here is from War and War shares a GIF saying it's alive. And then there's a link to the Beacon Chain website with the Haleshki uh, validator and information. So let's have a look at that and see what we're looking at. So um, this uh, deposit was made uh, one hour, 21 minutes ago, and it'll take uh, around uh, 16 to 24 hours until it's processed by the Beacon Chain. So what's going on over here? Why is War so excited about this? Well, it turns out that this is the new Rocket Phone validator. So War, of course, you know, I showed you guys this last year. He's using like a, a form of light clients, I think, to have a validator running on a phone. And um, it looks like he's got a new version of it running that will now, um, he's testing on Haleshki to see how it's working. So he's, um, yeah, he says that this is a new validator, but I had to go native mode. Docker was not playing nice on Ubuntu 22. So he's got some um, details there of, of it working on the, on the, on his phone. So I'm really looking forward to seeing more details about this and maybe we'll get some, uh, you know, on Monday's episode as the, as the validator goes live. Um, it should be pretty cool to see what, what Woe is up to with that. Okay. Next we've got this DeFi update from flat money. 
And here flat money is saying, do you love our ETH plus high APYs? Then it's time to boost our ETH liquidity and start earning juicy yields on base. So if you have our ETH on base, now you can use flat money with beefy aura and balancer. And um, these is these are uh, IMC incentivized boost boosted rewards. And you can get things like 12.3% between 10 and 26% or 11% on your RETH. Um, and then Flat Money here going to say, you know, through our work with the Rocket Pool Incentive Management Committee, we're providing more ways to earn on RETH and preparing for Flat Money, the first decentralized data, uh, Delta neutral flat coin backed by RETH and built on base. So learn more. So I don't exactly know how flat coins work, <laughs> which is actually like something that I should fix uh, because they've been getting quite a little bit of hype recently, like a tiny little bit of hype. But um, if, if, if I find out how all that works, I'll definitely let you all know and um, share that with you but in the meantime if you want to earn some yield on your RETH then this is an option of course please remember DeFi is risky you could lose what you put in and me mentioning flat money is not an endorsement of the service I have never used flat money I just would covering that just in case you're interested in using it okay next we have this um, update from patches and yesterday he put out a ping for everyone um, asking for help he says if you are the node operator for node and there's an address uh, please contact me in the next few hours. I can help you avoid catastrophe. If you know who they are, please contact them ASAP. So Patches put this message in a few different places. He put it on Twitter. He put it on trading. He put it on the ping service. People put it in submissions. They were really trying to get hold of this node operator. This is the node operator who fell victim to the the node wallet and mnemonic getting compromised potentially that we talked about on the show a couple of days ago so it turns out that the hacker had basically figured out how to get the smart node running with the with the keys and was um, able to steal crypto off the node address on top of that sadly what had happened is they also figured out that these were validators and they sent them to the exit queue and um, I think what has happened is um, as they're waiting for it to be exited from the beacon chain and like, you know, go to the withdrawal address, Patches was trying to get a hold of the, the node operator to try to do like a flash bot command to um, a transaction, sorry, flash bot transaction to try to get control of the RPL and the ETH before it reached, um, you know, before the, before the hacker was able to get access to it. But um, I, as far as I know, Sadly, the person didn't get in touch with patches in time. And I, I presume that the hacker now has control of the whole of the validators ETH and RPL, which is really sad. Like I know that patches tried really hard to prevent this from happening, but without knowing who the node operator was, um, we just weren't able to able to get them the help that they needed to um, you know, reclaim um, control of their crypto. And it's really horrible to lose that much ETH. I think it was like, two validators of ETH and 200 RPL or something like that. I think those are the numbers or maybe one validator still like that's the you know, $20,000 was gone. So I'm really sorry. Okay, yeah, this was like patches putting the same message in um, trading as well and like asking for help immediately, but nobody was able to do that. So actually, there's the, you can actually look at the address on rocket scan here. Let's see what comes up. Um, yeah, so this is a person from New York and they now have zero ETH on their on their account and the yeah everything was was withdrawn and and withdrew and it was gone february 16th the 200 rpl was gone let's have a look at the withdrawal address um there is now yeah there's there's nothing there now so 
it's gone sadly like um it went it went it came in yesterday and then left as well so it went from the vault to the address yesterday and then from there it went to this other address um i'm not sure what this address is so and from there then they went somewhere else and i guess you can like kind of fo try to follow the chain along and see you know where it where it ended up but that was a it looks like that was a smart contract yeah that was a contract so maybe there's a way of like you know following this trail and seeing where it ends up but um i'm i'm not really a, a sleuth um yeah you know chain analysis expert so that's a really sad story as well so today's episode definitely got bookended with um a couple of sad stories well this one actually looks like it has 9000 rpl in it and i don't know that might be an exchange wallet actually it looks like it's an exchange wallet i think um yeah it looks like an exchange wallet it's a real shame but um yeah okay so i'm gonna finish today's episode with this um update from um tim Baiko here and they had the all core devs uh execution uh client uh, meeting yesterday and um that finished and they said that they're getting ready now to give out the proper announcement um on the week of february 26th which is the week of course of east denver um of the official announcement of the fork so so far the information that we had was you know a tentative announcement i guess or it was just kind of like a placeholder like just to let you know when it was going to happen but if anything went wrong of course you know you'd, you'd be able to um uh, change the date but it looks like at that point then things are going to get finalized and that's where we're going to end up so i'm going to end today's episode on that note um thank you all for watching listening and being part of the rocket fuel community i'm sorry there were a couple of sad stories in today's episode but hopefully you know it can be a learning experience for all of us and um i hope you all have lovely weekends and i will see you on monday bye